Well, back in the days on old King Saul, every night was a crazy ball. The cats smoke hay through a rubber hose, and the women they wore transparent clothes. That's what the good book says, boy. That's what the good book says, boy. Now Moses said to old King Pharaoh, "You'll have to let my." People go if you don't take the change off and set them loose. I'm gonna put the plague on all of your Jews. That's what the good book says, boy. That's what the good book says, boy. Now the snake said to Eve, you listen to me. Go and take that apple off that tree. Now the Lord tried to guide, but he was blind. This apple cider tastes mighty fine. That's what the good book says, boy. That's what the good book says, boy. Everything I had 
Loves me. 
Good afternoon. It is uh, Circa and Chris on the Hit and Miss Parade show here on CFRO 102.7 FM. We're here till 5.30. That's three hours. Did I say we were at 102.7 FM? Yes. And www.coopradio.org. And t- today we're celebrating the careers of Jerry Lieber, born April 25th, 1933, and Mike Stoller, born March 13th, 1933, and they're amongst the most influential American songwriters and music producers in post-World War II popular music. Two Jewish guys, two white Jewish guys that uh, wanted to do rhythm and blues for black people, so-called race records, and you heard a smattering of them at the show's start. You heard, that's what the good good book says by the Robins, who later morphed into the uh, Coasters, 1951 on Modern. This was the f- their first production that was released. Then you heard Hard Times by Charles Brown, who had that great Christmas song. This was the first genuine hit for Lieber and Stoller. It's called Hard Times, 1952 on the Aladdin label. And then Real Ugly Woman by... Jimmy Witherspoon, 1951 on Modern, recorded live December 1950. So this is the first Lieber uh, Stoller song ever recorded, although it wasn't the first one to be released. 
And then Little Esther, Mainliner, 1952 on Federal. And uh, you're in for a great afternoon if you like this type of music. You'll see them morph into more popular type music. They've won many awards. They've uh, left an un- outstanding legacy. And they're, they're great, uh, great writer, great songwriters of that era. They were near the Brill Building. So stay tuned. Especially the next song. It's called Love and Jim. Listen carefully to the lyrics, especially as to why Love and Jim is called Love and Jim.
1953 I was serving time in Tehachapi At four o'clock in the morning I was sleeping in my cell I heard a whistle blow Then I heard somebody yell In cell block number four It spread like fire Across the prison floor I said, okay girls You better get ready to run Cause here comes that matron With a real live dummy gun There's a riot going on With your hands up in the air If you don't stop this riot You're all gonna get the chair Two-gun Matilda said It's too late to quit Pass the dynamite, Molly Cause this fuse is lit To help them win the fight They drove up to the prison In the middle of the night Each and every trooper Looked so tall and fine All the chicks went crazy Up in cell block number nine Yes, that was Riot in Cell Block Number 9 by Vicki Young, uh, doing the hit that I believe were, were the Robins, Riot in Cell Block Number 9, 1954, and it crossed over all the way over across the street to Capitol Records. And before that, you heard It's a Miracle by the Honey Bears, 
yeah, she was not. Uh, Johnny Otis was involved in that too. He loved the song, and he convinced uh, Big Mama that it might be a hit. And uh, the, the deal was finally done. Big Mama was listening to me. I was performing. Mike was playing the piano, and she decided to translate the song for herself. And she started singing a, a, a ballad style, which was completely inadequate for the song. And I had to demonstrate it again with a very rough blues kind of response. And uh, she finally caught on, and she got up herself and sang it, and it was thrilling. Everybody was thrilled with the way she did it. You made me feel so blue. You made me weep and moan. You made me feel so blue. Yeah, you made me weep and moan. Cause you ain't looking for a woman. Are you looking for? You by her demeanor. Jerry wanted something nasty to say, but I said, well, we want something nasty, but at least something that'll be played on the radio. And uh, we did the session the following day, and we ran the date. That was the first produced record that Lieber and Stoller actually made. We produced the side, and it came out beautifully. And it came out into the public. It was the first really big hit we've ever had. Hard Times is a big hit, but not like a Hound Dog. Right. But both of those were, well, they called it blues and rhythm or rhythm and blues. At that time, it was a new expression in a way because formerly records by uh, black performers were deemed race records. It was a segregated markets in those days, and you wouldn't hear blues performed on any of the major uh, radio stations, but primarily the ones at the far end of the dial. Mike, I love your story of uh, how you learned that uh, Hound Dog had been covered by another artist. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh I did. We did have another song that that became a hit uh, with a group on Capitol Records, and I got a royalty check of five thousand dollars, and I thought that would be the most money I'd ever see at one time in my life, and I'd always wanted to go to Europe, and so I had been married about a year before that. And my first wife and I put what little we owned into storage, and we went to Europe for three months, and had a. It was thrilling for me, and uh, we came back by ship, which I thought would be very exciting, and it turned out to be really exciting. Uh, it was the Andrea Doria, which we took from Naples to New York, and almost made it all the way but it was uh, in a collision with another ship called the Stockholm. And uh, it sank. Uh, we were fortunate to get off 
into a broken lifeboat, uh, which couldn't be steered, and eventually picked up by a freighter called the Cape Ann. Jerry had been watching this on television, and he was waiting for me on the on the dock. And he, when I came off down the gangplank, he ran up, threw his arms around me, and said, Mike, you're okay? I said, yeah, I guess I am. He said, we got a smash hit. I said, you're kidding. I said, what's that? He said, hound dog. I said, Big Mama Thornton? He said, no, some white kid named Elvis Presley. <laughs> you ain't nothing but a hound dog, But you didn't care for what Elvis did with the song. I don't think either of us were really excited about his treatment because it didn't have the sensual quality of Big Mama's record. And of course, some of the lyrics were changed because the lyrics that Jerry wrote were for a woman singing about a man. And this was a guy singing, and it seemed to be singing about a dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we were less than thrilled, but after we checked the sales figures, and it had sold something like six or seven million copies in its first release, we began to see some merit in it. <laughs> Son of a gun when 
I'm waiting at the railroad track, hot dog. You say you're coming home for good, hot dog. I'm gonna keep on knocking wood, baby. I can hardly wait. I'm gonna meet you at the gate, hot dog. I fell in love with you and then you went away. But now you're coming home to stay, hot dog. Soon everything will be alright, hot dog. Every day was a misery But now you're coming back to me Hot dog My heart is going to go insane Hot dog When you come walking off the train You know how lonely I have been But when that Santa Fe was in Hot dog I slipped down off the rock while I was 
Miss Lucy Brown Second the girls are coming to town Headed for the river I was a moving jackal A sheriff and his dog Was breathing war down my back That river show was muddy And it show was wild But I left that But I brought it on the wall Of a side Second life with 
Only in America can a guy from anywhere go to sleep a pauper and wake up a millionaire. Only in America can a kid without a cent get a break and maybe Take a giant step and reach right up and touch the stars Only in America could a dream like this come true Could a guy like me start with nothing and end up with you
Well now, let me tell you about the past. The past is filled with silent joys and broken toys, laughing girls and teasing boys. Was I ever in love? I called it love. I mean, it felt like love. There were moments when, well, there were moments when. Present. Go out with you? Why not? Do I like to dance? Of course. Walk along the beach tonight? I'd love to. But don't try to touch me. Don't try to touch me. Because that will never happen again. Shall we dance? Maybe someday I'll have somebody's hand. Maybe somewhere someone will understand. You know, I used to sing a tisket, a tasket, a green and yellow basket. I'm all packed up and I'm on my way and I'm gonna fall in love. But at the moment, it doesn't look good. At the moment, will never happen again. I don't think it will ever happen again.
You're listening to Vancouver Cooperative Radio. Um, we for, we've forgotten, we were remiss in thanking Nuda Dune for allowing us to do this show. And we're sorry you couldn't get anybody else. So we'll just have to keep on trucking here, baby. Um, yeah, you heard uh, Bulldog, uh, written by Lieber and Stoller, and Past, Present, and Future by the Shangri-Las. Past, Present, and Future was actually number 59 in 1966 on the Redbird label. And It's So Exciting by who else? The Exciters, 1963 on United Artists. Their big hit was Tell Him. Tell Him what? Brother Bill, The Last Clean Shirt. If you figured out what that meant, please phone. Uh, by The Honey Man, 1964 on Redbird also. The label owned by Lieber, Lieber and Stoller until they were cheated. And then a very interesting... Uh, Two versions of uh, Only in America uh, that Lieber and Stoller wrote, but they wrote it with uh, a number of different lyrics before. Remember, this song was written before integration. Uh, lyrics were the lyrics were originally about racism. In fact, the lines were something like this: "Only in America, a land of opportunity, can they save a seat in the back of the bus for me." Only in America, where they teach the golden rule, will this will they start to march when my kids go to school. And then the uh, Atlantic, the label, said, oh, we're not putting that out. So they um, homogenized the lyrics. And the first version you heard was uh, the Drifters with Rudy, Lu- Rudy Lewis, the uh, lead tenor vocal. Uh, but they said, nah. Uh, please, we're not going to allow that to be released. So they went to, who else? Jay and the Americans, a fine group. But um, they released it, and they had a hit, number 25 in 1963 on United Artists. So um, they were trying to get the drifters to sing it because they said, this is, this is a really a satire, a satiric message of patriotism, but they didn't buy that. Before that, Down Home Girl, Alvin Robinson, 1964 on Redbird. I guess Mick heard it, and Keith, because they did it a year later on their The Rolling Stones Now album, 1965, London. Every time you move like that, I have to go to Sunday Mass. Good lyric. And before that, Tricky Dicky by Richie Barrett, 1962, on Atlantic. When uh, John Lennon left Cynthia and went to Yoko, he took his um, little jukebox with 45s. This was one of them, Tricky Dicky by Richard Barrett, one of John Lennon's favorites, and actually they did another one of his songs live on the BBC. Before that, Miss... Etta James, 1956 on Modern Tears of Joy, and then two versions of Hot Dog, one by Young Jesse. Uh, it was done in 1955, wasn't released till 1995 on Ace. And Hot Dog by Elvis, 1957 from the album Loving You. We're, we're sorry we couldn't have gotten somebody else to do one of those songs. We're really sorry. Um... And you're listening to All-Star Canadian, Lenny Bro, Blue Heartaches. 
the uh, sunny spe- the uh, sunny special rainbow and speedy blues stay tuned for Kansas City
Yes, we did. We had an argument over what kind of a style the lyric should be set in, what style music. And Mike wanted to write a melody, a legitimate melody. Something. Yeah, I wanted something that if a band played it uh, without a singer, that you would recognize what the song was. And Jerry felt that somehow this was inauthentic for a blues song. And we got into one of our many, many arguments, uh, which has been going on for almost 60 years now. You won that one, though. I lucked out. Yeah, I did. Um, you know, Jerry expressed his opinion about authenticity, about the blues and the blues heritage. And I said, well, a blues could have a tune, too. And besides, who writes the music? <laughs> he wrote part of it right there and then. Instead of, I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. And he wrote, I'm, I'm going, going to, to Kansas, Kansas City. City. <laughs> Kansas City, here I Actually, it was from Johnny Otis, 